hello. This is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman of Technology Expresso. And I'm excited to bring a special guest on this episode that I'll be interviewing. Her name is Crystal Lynn, and she is the Curvy Executive. And this businesswoman, you're going to recognize her voice because she's actually done voiceovers for Technology Expresso. But now you get to hear more of her story and how she not only can help you the way she's helped Technology Expresso on so many occasions. So we can definitely vouch for she is a business consultant as well as a awesome virtual assistant. So I'm looking forward to talking to Crystal Lynn and sharing her background and story with you. She's Bermuda born and a mother of five. So welcome, Crystal. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jacqueline. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. We are we are excited, you know, to to learn more about the story behind the voice. You just never know. People always have so many gems to share with with our audience. So let's let's have you tell us your you know, take us back a little bit and tell us how you became the Kirby executive. Okay, so I became a virtual assistant out of necessity because I was laid off from a teaching position that I had um, working at my mom's school. And she suggested to me the virtual assistant world, and I was a bit, you know, confused. I didn't really know what it was, so I did a bit of research. And in that, I found that some of the tasks that I was already doing for people just because I love to do it, was included as administrative tasks. So I was already writing business plans, doing budgets. Um, I was already sort of consulting in a way. So it felt like the perfect fit. Um, and that was over four years ago, but I can honestly say that my VA business did not really, I didn't take it seriously until about two years ago, maybe two and a half. And, you know, it's funny that you said when you first got into it, you kind of didn't know what it was. And, and I'll probably have some listeners who would say the same thing even today. So why don't you kind of fill us in on what is a virtual assistant? Sure. A virtual assistant is a person that works for your business remotely. So most virtual assistants have, they do an array of tasks, but some have specialized um, so let's say you had an office manager, executive assistant, bookkeeper, and instead of having them in-house or in-office, if you had one, they will work for you remotely. Um, and most of the tasks are given via email, Skype, um, basic communication. And with technology being number one nowadays in the world, it's easy to communicate with your virtual assistant. Absolutely. And so you might work with big companies or small companies. Kind of take us through some of the, the your maybe, you know, clients. I know maybe you might not want to share names, but take us through some of the activities or services that, that you've done for various clients. Because I'm sure it can vary. Okay, well, yeah, the clients can range from new small businesses to larger corporations. So, for example, some for some clients, um, some companies that are larger, they may just need uh, data data input and research, something that they don't want their in-house staff to do. 
Um, and then for smaller clients, they are get maybe newly getting started in business. They don't have the budget to bring on a full-time staff, and so they still need tasks done. So some of these tasks may include email, email newsletters, um, social media management, online marketing. Uh, for instance, if they do webinars or they host classes, they may need somebody to put together the PowerPoint, somebody to be online, uh, someone to do the follow-up. But for many clients, it's customer service. They need the first point of contact. They need somebody to answer their calls because they are the only person running their business, so they need to focus on doing their, um, doing their work. So a lot of times, we are the first point of contact. We are the initial email that you may get when inquiring about a specific company. Um, so those are some of the tasks. We also do projects because the virtual assistant gets very personal with the client. So we often know a lot of business, a lot of their business. We often can point them in the right direction. We can refer them to other clients, to other people that can help push their business. So we do a lot of projects as well, especially with the private executives. We do consulting projects. Um, we do business models, business plans, anything to sort of help your business stay afloat. Absolutely. And, you know, I, as a matter of fact, just yesterday I had a great interview with Barbara uh, Conkenord, um, who's ha had several businesses over, you know, 15 years or so. Mm -hmm. And she said something, and I believe that this probably resonates with you, is that when you're a small business owner, you might be able to do it all, but mm -hmm. sometimes you've got to do, find that point where you shouldn't do it all because you could end up burning your exactly. out. So why don't you talk about that? At what point should someone um, really, you know, learn the art of delegating? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and I like to say this often, real bosses know how to delegate because as your business grows and as you grow, you understand that, like what you just said, just because you can do it, it doesn't mean that you should. And I love to use examples. So let's say, for example, you get paid $100 an hour. Well, if you're scheduling social media each week and you're taking four hours to do that, five hours to monitor it during the week, you just lost them as $900. When you could have delegated those services, so the goal for for businesses to do is not not to look at it as you can't afford to do it, but you cannot afford to do it because you spend more you spend more time wasting money trying to figure things out that somebody else has mastered. You know, and I and I'm a person that loves to stay in my lane. So if I don't know how to do it, I also delegate because I can, I can't do it all either as much as I can help other people. So it's very important to delegate. And when you delegate, start small. You know, you don't have to give it all one time because you're building a relationship. It's almost like a marriage with your VA because they, they, they're the one that you talk to about everything and they're the one that knows the ins and outs of your business. Of your business. So start small, interview, get referrals, do a trial period, do whatever you have to do to make yourself feel comfortable as the business owner and then delegate more tasks as you begin to feel more comfortable and that you see that your VA can take on more tasks. 
Excellent, excellent. And, and so, you know, one of the things is freeing yourself up to do some of those bigger value-added type activities to help, whether it's, you know, continue to get new clients and meet with clients, so on and so forth, so that your business can continue to run in the background. Um, and, and like you said, it's so important to find someone that you really have a, a good relationship with, um, even though, like you said, a, a lot of the exchanges are via the email and you're virtual. I, I bet there's some clients, is that the case that some clients you've never met? Are some just strictly people that you've met, um, you know, virtually, or do most of your clients, do you try to have at least a face-to-face? -face? How does that, that first meeting work? Well, most clients I actually haven't met. Um, unless they're in the direct area that I'm in, I haven't met them. What I do often suggest is maybe a Zoom call, a Skype call, just so that we can get <laughs> some sort of personal experience going. Um, but a lot of them I actually haven't met. We just speak on the phone or through email. And for some people, they prefer it that way. But for others, like for myself, they can schedule an in-office meeting. I can come to your office. We can do a lunch meeting. Um, if I make that available, then people schedule appointments with me because some people just want to sit down and talk. Absolutely. You, and, you know, that lends itself because what I want to uh, also share with our audience, please visit thecurvyexecutive.com. So it's thecurvy, C-U-R-V-Y, executive.com. And I'm actually looking at your page where you've listed your services. And, you know, to your point, it, some of those relationships that they start out with maybe you doing a task here or there, but mm -hmm. you become kind of that, uh, a you know, it's, it's a, a marriage, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so they, by nature, I can imagine they start sharing with you and confiding and maybe even some of their frustrations. And from there, that's where I can see the consulting piece coming in. So could you talk yeah. to us about, because you, you have different levels of packages here. So share with us about those various packages. Okay, so actually, I'm going to say this, I'm being very transparent. On my website, under services, the packages that are listed are more to consulting packages, and that's because at one point I was really drifting towards that way, but I realized that people needed me as a VA, so I stayed in, I stayed in my lane. But we also do the consulting packages as well. So some of these that you see here on my website are um, – business essentials, just things that um, people need to start a business. And let me point out that a lot of clients that I have ran into actually don't have the groundwork done for their business. A lot of people are operating without a registered business. They don't have a business plan or a marketing plan. And so when I put this together, it was, it was a part of what I saw was needed as dealing with, um, in, in dealing with different levels of businesses. So the business plan drafting, uh, marketing drafting, your registration, and your business team development, which is important. And that's just a part of the essentials. And then we also assist with um, your mission and vision statement, your description and pricing, your brand color analysis. And we have a team that actually does that. It's not just myself. And uh, then the next one is level up. So when you're ready to take your business to the next level and maybe you need to revamp your marketing strategy, take a look at your model, 
put together a few sales funnels. Sales funnels I love to do, by the way. And you need some financial projections. That's what that package is for. Um, and then moving on to Launchpad. And Launchpad I found as a necessity from working with coaches, authors, and speakers. Um, I found that a lot of them didn't have a VA necessarily, but they were launching programs, classes, books, tours, and they just needed somebody other than the event planner. So with the launch pair, we can work along with the event planner and be there from conception to completion, and we actually are present at the physical event. So that it's that uh, familiarity that I was speaking about earlier with the attendees that registered. And okay. if I could say really quick, other than that, we have the um, my regular VA packages, which actually come in the form of, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I broke them up into packages according to, again, what I saw that people needed. So these packages, like the admin support package, includes calendar management, email response, customer service, bookkeeping, scheduling, data entry, document and template creation. And then I also do social media management, which is um, source the content, do a banner, three images per week, post up to five days per week, um, three times a day. So that's just an example of the various packages that we have from the admin standpoint and the consultant standpoint. And, and you know, and just how you started out when you uh, were responding to my question is, and I can vouch for this with uh, Crystal Lynn, is that uh, call her. Tell her your situation, what your needs might be, and she will be honest with you. If she can do it or if she has someone on her staff that can do it, and if she can't do it, I promise you she'll tell you that too. So it, it all just starts with just sitting down, having a conversation with her, um, and she, I promise you that she will definitely steer you in the, the right direction. So you know, Absolutely. as people are listening, they may say, "Oh, I'm you know too small for a virtual assistance, mm -hmm. or I can't afford." You don't know until you just make that call. And Crystaline is very right. easy. To talk to, as I know, we you know we met for lunch and <laughs> we just chatted the, the afternoon away, um, and yeah. and so that's a, that's a lot of it. Just um, you know, and maybe then through those conversations, I'm sure Crystal, you sometimes can make recommendations for them of areas they didn't even think of. Yes, absolutely, and because I often say this as well, it's collaboration, not competition. So. If I cannot do it and I know somebody else that can, I will definitely refer. And it's always good to talk to somebody first like me because I have a, a hand sort of in so many different areas of business. And also I want to add that I have had a lot of people that call frustrated, upset. They have spent so much money maybe um, putting their money in programs and um, maybe subscribing to different people that didn't deliver. And so I think at this point, people are just hesitant about wasting any more money. And so I want to be able to provide reliable, you know, <laughs> financially easy services for people where it's not breaking the pocket. So the admin services that I called out to you, they actually start at 97 a month. And, you know, for some people, that's coffee every day. 
So it just depends on what they need. And if they really talk, then I definitely work, you know, can work with them and devise a package for them. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing with the, the virtual assistant. You can start as small as you want and then, mm -hmm. you know, fill things out and work your way up. So, um, yeah. you know, that, that, that's the wonderful thing. It's very a la carte. And, you, you know, as you're growing, then your relationship and, uh, you know, how you engage the Kirby executive grows as well. And let's let's talk about the uh, or you know a company growing. The interesting thing is you're a small business kind of started out as a solopreneur, and as you talked about in your introduction, it, it just was out of somewhat of necessity. And and it's mm -hmm. funny when you said that you know it, you were in it a while before you even took it serious. So why don't you talk to us as a you know and, and one of the things the reason why I think it's great for you to share your story of how your business evolved. Is because you can relate to other small yeah. businesses, um, and so because you've been there, so you you are one. So that's that's the the great part about this as well. So kind of take us through the evolution of the the Kirby Executive. Okay, well I launched my business in Bermuda, and I'm sorry, in Bermuda it's a small it's a small island, seventy thousand people maybe. So they definitely were not familiar with a virtual assistant. Um, in 2014, we decided to relocate back to Atlanta. And when we relocated back to Atlanta, at first it was an okay transition, and then it became um, very uncomfortable, a very uncomfortable situation, whereas I wasn't able to actually legally work here in Atlanta, which made me look more into my, my resources of my business and really push my business and learn as much as I could. So as I said, it started out of necessity four and a half years ago, but I wasn't struggling. You know, I was okay at the time <clears throat> to be able to work my business part-time. And then when I came to Atlanta, I had to work it full-time. And that opened up a whole new world for me, basically. Um, we went through a transition of being homeless, not having nowhere to live, um, me trying to survive with my five children and myself. And so through that time, from probably September to the, October 2014 up until November 2015, <clears throat> we were without a home to live in that we can call our own. And so we were going back and forth. And what I did during that time, I had a phone. I did not own a laptop, but I had library cards to probably in every county in Metro Atlanta. And what I did was I um, I did my work. I promoted my business and I did my work from my cell phone and from the library. And I used whatever Wi-Fi I could find at the time. And that's, that's basically how I started to take, when, when I started to take my business seriously. I also reached out to some people that I had been following for a while when I was in Bermuda. And, um, they granted me a few opportunities that put me in spaces to meet people like yourself. So during that time, my phone was really um, my business. And I did spreadsheets. I did, <laughs> I did everything, invoices. I did contracts, everything from that one phone. And I learned how to utilize technology as it was in my hand and um, 
you know, not give any excuses for not being able to push forward. So from then until now, it's been, it's been, um, it's been a road. You know, it's been a struggle. But um, looking at now, I still have a lot more to learn, and I'm still learning and and growing as in this moment now. But to see where we came from up until now, it's it's refreshed. It's relieving, actually. Absolutely. And you know that I think the thing that's so powerful about this story is that people have to realize that you would, you are just as, you know, how committed you are to not only your business, but in getting their task completed. That, that same, whatever creativity, whatever obstacles come in the way, th- those aren't going to phase you because you, you, you've, You've had to come over uh, or overcome so many things just to where you are today that now, you know, some of these things to you probably feel like a luxury compared to when you were, like you said, doing spreadsheets on your your, uh, mobile phone. And so, and you can tell you're a no-excuse person. I'm going to make it happen. And that's the type of person you want in your corner you know, um, that's the type of virtual assistant you want. It's just your tenacity, you know, that testimony, you know, is your, you know, tells people this is the type of person I am, this is my work ethics, this is the kind of worker, this is the kind of result. So, you know, mm-hmm. kudos to you, it, you know, in the moment our various hardships, we don't realize um, what powerful testimonies those are going to be for us in the, the future. And um, like I said, when you and I talked and met, you know, it, it just I already, you know, we already somehow connected just, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of events we had ran into each other, but then it just took it, you know, to another level. So um, I'm so excited for where you are and where you are going because you, you definitely um, are, you know, built to overcome anything that, that comes your way. Everything else I think is gravy. <laughs> Thank point. you. And and let me just say, I want to just say this, also being very transparent as I usually am, I have actually dropped the ball a few times. So I can say during my process, although I really was pushing through it, there are times when it's, I could have done better. And with those times, what I did, like I even made a list more recently to reach out to maybe any clients that I may have lost for not being fully focused because during during such hardships, it was hard to stay focused, but I did stay focused, right? But there were times where things weren't quite perfect, and I have to earn up to that, you know? Like I tried to not be like, all right, I made it through and that's it. No, I, I made it through a situation, but now I still have to work through the current situation. So while things are perfect, things are growing, and I definitely appreciate the journey of it all. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, once again, you're so transparent, but it also what you pointed out is that you yourself are always looking for ways to continuously improve how you could do better. You're not sitting on your laurels or, you know, and, and, you know, I can hear some of those perfectionist qualities in you. So I, I know there's probably times where the client's like, hey, it, we got it, it worked. I know Crystal Lynn is saying, no, I, I know 
there's more I could do or, you know, or I could do mm-hmm. it a different way. And and that's, again, it goes back to what I, I talked about with a, a partnership or a marriage with your virtual assistant. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, you work just as hard for their dream and their, what they're striving for, you know, on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's awesome, you know, because sometimes you get in businesses and even with your uh, partners, they don't work, <laughs> they don't have as much um, drive and ambition as you do. So just imagine mm-hmm. that here's someone, your virtual assistant, that is just as driven to make things happen for you or on yeah. your behalf. And, and that's what I always take away from when, when you and I talk and uh, when you talk about the, your clients. And that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, let's talk about, you know, technology. And, and like you said, it was like in no other time in probably history um, would you be able to maintain a business. But when we talk about smartphones, I mean, we're, we're walking around with computers in our purses and in our pockets, um, you know, and the, the different tablets. And then you upgrade to a laptop. And let alone, like you said, if need be, you can go to the public library and get connected to the internet and to a wealth of information and, and just, you know, being able to communicate and stay connected with people that you haven't even met. So right. did you start out a techie or how did you get yourself uh, in that position where, you know, because clearly as a virtual assistant, uh, technology, you, you rely on it heavily. Yes, absolutely, and I, um, my, oh my, it changes so often. So I didn't start out as a, I wouldn't say a techie. I can say that I'm probably very resourceful, so I don't have a problem researching something and figuring it out. So that's sort of where I learned about a lot of different um, maybe apps or programs that my clients will need, and I think one thing that sort of, um, um, set me ahead that I was before was that I became knowledgeable in letting them know what could help them, not just myself, but what platforms can help them as well, and we can and I can run them to make their life easier. So that's what I find that I try to when it comes to technology, I try and read up, I try and read as many articles. I personally want to become more certified with more things to do with technology, and that's what I'm working on this year Um, because it changes so often. And unless you're in the know, then you don't even know, um, you you wouldn't know the changes, and then I can't tell my clients. So it's it's things in technology that I got excited about, um, and it's mainly to do with platforms and what people are offering because I know that we as business owners may need it. I'm trying to think of something that happened, uh, let's say, um, a free conference call <laughs> just announced that they're, that they're available in India now. Like something like that may not be important to other people, but that's important to me because I have a team of web designers that are in India, and we only mainly talk on Facebook. So it's little itty-bitty things like that. It's um just different things that come up to do with technology that are important because it runs our lives. 
afraid about now. So I try and stay up to date and abreast as much as possible and pass along the information um, to things, especially to the platforms, like I said, that we use daily. Absolutely. And that, that kind of speaks to how your company uh, evolves. They're, they're probably in the beginning, you were somewhat of a solopreneur, so the, the tasks that came in, you actually mm -hmm. did them. Now, as you are starting to have a staff to support you, part of your role um, now is keeping up with what's next and, and um, exposing, keeping, making sure you're staying exposed, and then exposing that to clients. So have you, you know, have you noticed how your role has um, changed over time and, and foresee it changing? Yes, I do, um, and I have earned it recently because I sort of, I guess what I said recently was that I got some more of a visionary. So when I first talk to a client, I can envision everything they want. I can write the plan. I can, I can set it, but I really am at the point where a lot of times I like to have somebody else put it to action, and I just make sure that is exactly what the client wanted for the bigger tasks. For the smaller tasks, I still do. Um, and then I have some clients that are really selfish and don't wish to work with anybody else but me. So, other, you know, I see my role changing because the consultant portion um, is what I truly, truly enjoy because of the results. You know, because the results are a bit bigger and are a bit more targeted, and I, I really enjoy that portion. Um, I like to go back to an example of, you know how a little girl um, sees the first boy she likes, maybe like in kindergarten, and she um, imagines imagines herself kissing them and seeing the white picket fence. You know how us girls, we take everything way far. So you imagine seeing that. That's sort of the way I feel when talking to somebody about the business or walking into a business. I feel like, okay, so this could probably be changed back because they're not maximizing this or that. And I just come up with all these different components, and that's what I, I like to do. That's, okay. that's truly what I enjoy. I love it. And um, now having people in place that know a little, you know, that are a little bit more sharper in certain areas than me, and they can um, implement and they can, they can finish, the, they can, you know, seal the deal, it's perfect. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. You know, um, and like you said, it's like when you walk in the, a vision, I mean, when you walk into a business, you know, as a third party, um, you <laughs> can see a, a different point of view and sharing that point of view with the uh, business and, and helping them take it to the, the next level. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's that's amazing. And then not only to see the vision, but to capture it in such a way, like you said, so that it can be executed and implemented with either the staff that helps augment it um, or mm -hmm. that, that person and, and their resources. So yeah. you can take them from A to Z. You can take them from, you know, the, the blank sheet of paper and where we need to go all the way down to let's make it happen. And mm -hmm. um, that, that's, that's awesome. Like I said, it's, it's, you say virtual assistant, it's almost like having a virtual partner, <laughs> you know, sometimes without yes. all the headaches of, you know, getting in bed fully with a, another partner, but having that, that sounding board and that just second point of view. And so um, I, I just really want to encourage those who are listening, 
We're talking to Crystal Lynn of The Curvy Executive. Um, please go to the website. Um, make sure you put thecurvyexecutive.com. Um, and there's right at the top, if you look at the top, you can put in your email address and, and reach out to, to Crystal and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. No matter what stage mm -hmm. you are in your business, maybe it's still just an idea. Maybe you, you started and, and you're a solopreneur and you're trying to do it all yourself and juggle. Um, or maybe you are well on your way and now it's time for you to kind of move some things off of your plate to free you up to, to grow and groom your business in different directions. So she can be there at every stage of your business. So that's a, I'm, I'm so excited. And, and, you know, we talk about, you know, freeing yourself up to do multiple things. You yourself, mm -hmm. Crystal, have your plate full because you play a couple of different roles. And one of them is mother to five. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <And> ma'am. <laughs> so you know about having to switch gears and, and be organized and time management. But one of yes. the, the topics you and I talked about is that you yourself, you know, um, and once again, it was out of necessity, started a virtual assistance business that, you know, the cornerstone of that is technology. So, mm -hmm. you know, what it does, it does afford people to, um, with whatever resources you have to either start your business and or you might see in technology a, a career path for you. So in raising mm -hmm. kids in this day and age, you know, what are your thoughts on how much technology impacts them and, and what are maybe even some conversations um, that you, you, you have with the, your kids as far as preparing them for this digital-driven uh, future we have ahead of us? Okay, so I'm going to first start off by answering that question and saying that then I became a virtual assistant and I really turned on to the idea. I was excited because I thought to myself, well, now I can homeschool all of my children and we can just travel the world. We don't have to have anything tying us to anywhere. So the initial thought was that was going to be our life. We were going to travel. I was going to create the schedule. I had my own work schedule. And as you just asked, technology played a big role in that because I could homeschool them electronically as well. They can do their classes online. But with having five children, I have children um, aged 12 to 19, Technology has played a big role in their life, but probably not as big as some others because I hadn't allowed them to be exposed to a lot of it in, um, in the early ages. Now, television, yes, but not really like cell phones. My son just turned 12 last month, and they just received the first cell phone, and so did my 13-year-old daughter. So I believe that maybe 12 was the starting point. And with the technology in the cell phone and the things that are possible, I personally wrote up a cell phone contract so that they can know their responsibilities on now being exposed to all of this information and that they have a responsibility to basically be responsible in using it. So it was, you know, it's a bit of a challenge for them. Um, but I think the best way for children is to, expose them slowly because right now in this microwave society, everything's so fast and they got so stimulated. So the constant television and 
computer screen and um, cell phone screen is just not as good for them. You know, it's just not. So I try and carb it in that way. So 8 o'clock, everybody has to bring their phones in my room. I don't care how old they are. Um, and that's just my rule because they need dawn, the brain needs downtime. And what I try to do is I introduce them to different things as well. So when they got their phones, you know, like my daughter wants to be a famous actress, so I introduced her on how to get more um, Instagram followers and what she needs to do and how she can utilize YouTube. So there are different things that they can learn socially but on technology, but also on the other side, I try to introduce them to more of the STEM portion and coding and different things like that. Now, that they didn't take much, much interest in yet. Um, but I think that it will, it will grow over time because my sons have been asked to be in the robotics class, and I'm trying to explain to them how it's going to be so beneficial. And it's just it's hard with teenagers to get them to see. So my goal is to be positive and, you know, just encourage them in all areas of technology and not just the cell phone so that they can understand, you know, basically how this world is working and they can contribute to it. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and, and that's a really a key point that you made is that, you know, with this new digital age, it changes parenting. And like you said, mm -hmm. you can't just turn over these devices to them um, because it, it impacts them. And it could even, like you said, impact them physically. We did a, a short segment uh, this past week, I believe it was, uh, it was actually over this weekend, about how too much screen time with uh, mm -hmm. children, and especially younger children, could overstimulate them. So um, the, we're just now seeing the studies come out with some of that data. So you're absolutely right that a parent needs to set boundaries. And, and I love the idea that at 8 o'clock all, you know, uh, devices come into your, your room, and that mm -hmm. makes them, you know, use other forms of, entertainment and also other ways of stimulating their mind, including just old-fashioned conversations, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. And <laughs> um, sometimes I think parents are missing that. They're turning these electronic devices and games into the full-time babysitter from the time they're up until the, the time they, they go to bed. And, and parents are trying to pry, you know, these devices out of their hands, you know, once they pass out sleep. That's not a good thing because, the, you know, yeah. kids, and this is part of uh, one of our segments too, are getting addicted to these things. Just like you would think of mm -hmm. any other type of addiction where it takes priority over all else um, and they're sacrificing, you know, study time and, and, and those social skills and act outdoor activities. So there's a balance. So I love as a parent that even at the age, you said 12 and 13, you're still monitoring um, their activity. And so um, I, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, that with us. And then the other thing that you uh, brought up, too, was homeschooling. And thanks, mm -hmm. once again, to technology, it's, it's making it more accessible and um, being able to connect with other homeschool families and parents and, mm -hmm. and tips and techniques and, and organizations. So, yeah, um, definitely. 
so it just sounds like, you know, there's a lot of different facets where um, technology um, and, and the Internet and the World Wide Web, all of those things are playing a part from home to business and, and family and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, that's why it's so interesting. You know, you and I, we met at uh, various events hosted by Felicia mm -hmm. Phillips, the Pinkpreneur, and yeah. um, I always, you know, I'm meeting various entrepreneurs, and when I talk about, you know, our podcast, Technology Express, so some people think, well, I'm an entrepreneur, I wouldn't have anything to talk about on a technology, you know, tech talk type show, but the fact of the matter is, is how could you have, in this day and age, a small business and not find uh, ways to leverage technology, and, and you're, you're, again, a, a perfect example of that. Yeah, it's very important for small businesses to step out of that box and think that they don't need something when it's clear that the world, if the world's using it, then you need it. If a five-year-old's doing it, you need to be doing it. Let's put it that way because they, you know, we, we need to, and, and that's got to come, we just have to change the mindset in a way of thinking, well, I'm not tacky enough because, first of all, if you're brave enough to start a small business, then you're brave enough to learn anything. So you can learn it if you need to and not stay closed in to one form of doing business. Um, even, let's say, for payment processing, some people just don't want to move over to PayPal, Square, Moon Clark, or they've never heard of them. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how did you, how do you take payments? How do you, well, no, if it's not cash or check, I don't do it. So I'm thinking, so I'm I want to encourage people not to leave money on the table because you're not willing to learn a little bit of technology or admit that you you use it or you need to use it. Exactly. And you know what? That actually, I think, is probably another area where a virtual assistant can help handhold and help you build that confidence because, like I said, you you've been there, done that, You've, you've leaned into some air, the, those new areas, so you have some experience with those. So I, I can even see those people that are apprehensive about trying new things, just mm -hmm. one more reason to call the Kirby executive, um, just have that initial conversation because you can handhold, yeah. walk them through it, and even if they need to just completely – uh, outsource that to you, but just to, to they get right. to that that area where they're comfortable. So you're absolutely right. It, it's so important, and I, I love what you you said. It's like if you had enough guts to start a business, then just keep take that same momentum and lean into some of those other areas that might be new or foreign to you. But the, mm -hmm. the rest of the world, otherwise, like you said, you're leaving money on the table. So. Yeah, um, and I even I even offer um, training. So say, because a lot of platforms small businesses may not know about, and yes, they want to outsource it to me, but the, the first thing I try to remind people about is you can outsource it to me, but if you don't know how, if you don't even know the basics to the platform, you'll be lost if something happens. So I really encourage people to do the try. I do like a 45-minute training for several different platforms just to walk them through it um, so that they can see what it is I'm doing for them because I just feel like that's so important. 
And if they say after that, hey, no, I want you to do it, then I do it. If they say, oh, it was easier than I expected, I can do it myself. Then either way, I feel like we're winning. You know, we're both yeah. winning because now they know to how to do something else or, or I either picked up another contract. But <laughs> it's very important to get that, to just have the knowledge. If you don't know how to, if you don't know how your own bookkeeping system works, then you will, you will end up losing money because yeah. anybody can steal from you. You have to know how your stuff works. And that goes back to, again, your integrity, because there might be other virtual assistants that say, hey, yeah, give me your business. Don't you worry about a thing. But you can look at, at history. Those are the people that get themselves in trouble, because ultimately you're accountable for your brand, um, you know, your reputation. And so, like you yeah. said, you shouldn't want to be in the dark. So you do want someone like you as a virtual assistant who wants to educate people for them to be aware um, so, you know, that, that you're, what you're doing, everybody is on, on board. You're just implementing what they already are familiar with and in, in, in the know about. So it, yeah. it, it is. It's definitely a, a win-win. And you definitely differentiate yourself as a virtual assistant. It's clear to me, um, you know, on this call today, uh, your integrity, your work ethic, and did you really wanting to be a partner with those individuals um, and, and and make sure that they're getting quality from and value from what you you offer them? That uh, I'm, yeah, I'm so absolutely. excited, uh, Crystal Lynn, and <laughs> I really um, see so many opportunities and potential for people out there that are, like I said, in various stages of their business. So really kind of take a second look at what a virtual assistant is. You mentioned that you have some training programs. Talk to us about some of the, some other events that you might have on your plate. And just tell us in general what, you know, what maybe you have planned for the virtual assistants in 2017. Okay, so the training programs that I spoke about, um, I offer them on, like I said, different platforms that a business owner may use quite often, maybe scheduling, um, social media management, bookkeeping, email management, uh, project, project management software. And then uh, what I have coming up for 2017 would be, I am doing my first speaking event. It's not my event, but it's called Collaborative. Um, the installation is actually not on my website, but it is on my social media site. And you can find me as well as all social media at the Carve Executive. That's happening on February 4th, downtown Atlanta. Um, and this will be my first public speaking event, actually, as a host in my own little segment. <laughs> um, and then after that, what I have is, as you know, I am part of the Pinkpreneur Network. So... Um, I am part of the Southwest Atlanta chapter, so we will be having our collaborative on February 28th, and that information can also be found across social media. Now, for myself personally, to be honest, I have sort of um, held back on maybe doing any courses, any ebooks, or anything like that because I just do so much for other people. But what I am going to try to do is is try and 
blog a little bit and got some more information out there because, as you said in the beginning, people really still don't understand what a virtual assistant is and the tasks that we do. So my goal is to try and, um, you know, just create some talk about it and some knowledge. So I am going to be changing up my website within the next few weeks and adding a blog post um, on there soon. And other than that, I don't really have anything else coming up this year yet. Oh, well, that's plenty. That is definitely plenty. <laughs> so I, I heard February 4th, um, there's your speaking engagement. Uh, February 28th mm -hmm. is a collaborative. Um, and just, you know, go to Crystal Lynn's website, the Curvy Executive, um, you know, put your email in so that, and she'll keep you posted on anything else that I'm sure is going to come up in 2017. Um, it's, it's a very um, interesting year already. It's often, and we're halfway through January already. <laughs> yeah. um, so it, it's amazing. So I'm very excited. And, and Crystal, you know, you're welcome to come back and be on our show anytime. It's been a pleasure talking with you to, today. Um, and any, any final words that you might have for us or anything that, that we didn't cover today? Um, I just want to encourage uh, the listeners to just go ahead and see, write a list of some things you may need in your business. Um, write it in priority. See what you may feel comfortable delegating. Uh, work on a budget. See what you can actually afford. And then um, give me a call and see if we are a fit. And if not, I will refer you to somebody else. But no longer do you need to stress about the little things because you have somebody that can really handle those tasks for you and ultimately put more hours in your day because that's, that's actually what we end up doing. Put more hours in your day and allowing you to do exactly what you love. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Crystal Lynn, for being on the Thank show. You. Thank appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you and all your words of wisdom. And to our audience, thank you for listening to another episode of Technology Expresso Podcast. And stay tuned for more nuggets of wisdom and awesome guests. And just thank you, everyone. And remember to always listen, learn, leverage, and launch. Bye for now. <laughs>